Hey, and just a quick reminder that the audio-only versions of these Vital MX interviews are available on the Vital MX podcast page. Search for it anywhere you get your pods and let your friends know about it. What's up, everybody? Jamie back with Vital MX for another Industry Insights. This week, I've got the AEO Power Sports KTM Racing team owner, Jeremy Sism, on the line. What's going on, Jeremy? Uh, not much. Just uh, trying to get ready for the SMX playoffs starting this weekend in Charlotte. Yeah, it's really exciting, I think, for the industry, for the fans. I'm wondering, though, for a team like yourself, which, let me, has it been three years that the team's been in or four years? Two. This, oh. is, the, this is our second full so, year. Wow, I thought it was three. I really did think it was three. Okay, so two full years. Are these extra races, is it more difficult for you? Does it add any uh, anything you know, I, obviously it's more financial, but how much more difficult is it to go to these extra three races? Um, it's, I mean, it's definitely a little more challenging just because you have to get ready um, for kind of what I guess would be the unknown. Um, no one's really seen the way the tracks are going to be um, far as suspension. So we're bringing pretty much a set of supercross and a set of outdoor suspension. <laughs> Hopefully, you know, uh, it's going to be supercross relate more related. Um, but that and then also obviously the financial side of it definitely is is tough especially for a smaller budget team like us um but yeah i mean we're ready for it we're, we're really hoping what it does is bring some more outside sponsors back into the sport especially with the better tv package this year that we've seen in a long time yeah i think it's going to be really good for the sport and there's a lot of excitement around this and i'm sure along with the difficulties of the financial side and getting across the country, there's a lot of excitement for the team. It's it's another opportunity for your riders to go out and make some money, to have a good showing, and it you know it's its own championship. Yeah, I know. It'll be good. I was uh, super excited. Uh, Derek, they're both actually in the LCQ, which is a little bit of a bummer. It's <laughs> nice to have uh, Derek get straight in, but we had a, um, a pretty rough outdoor just uh, – trying to get used to the new chassis and obviously Derek being a bigger guy. And then Josh's injuries definitely hurt our, our points and stuff. But uh, Josh ended up making it in on uh, with a bunch of guys, not, not going. So uh, both guys ended up getting invited. So it was pretty cool. Oh yeah. Fantastic. I'm looking forward to that. Well, what I want to do now is what I normally do on these things to start off with a bit, a little bit of your background. Uh, I know you started an AEO Power Sports dealership in Peoria, Arizona. I believe that was the first one. But what's your background in motorcycle racing from your childhood? How did you get into it? Was it a family affair? Yeah, my dad uh, grew up racing and then got me into it and then just raced kind of my whole life until about I was 25. And then kind of gave it up to to take over the shops and and build those. So I raced uh, some local pro stuff, nothing crazy, and you know a few nationals here and there, but never did anything super good. And you know, kind of got another opportunity to run a shop and own a shop. So that was kind of the next best thing. And then we just built it from there. So this was like a pre-existing shop, and then you you took over and expanded it. Yeah, um, some family friends pretty much um, started it, and it was just a little part service and accessory store, and we just kind of grew it up from there. I purchased it in 2005, and then uh, we started our second store in 2015, and then our third store in 2019. 
That's pretty impressive in this day and age, I feel like. I know the brick-and-mortar uh, philosophy, the, that type of business um, background is important to you, and it seems like it would be a difficult thing to keep going and and have it do very well because online shopping is so easy. What What is your philosophy on that, and how do you make it successful? Uh, we just focus a lot on customer service, um, inventory, is a strong, so we have part a lot of parts in stock, and then um, just being able to go out to the track and do a lot of trackside support and be involved in a lot of events, amateur, off road. We we kind of go everywhere from Arizona, California. We were at Loretta's, Texas. I mean, we're kind of all over the place, so that definitely helps drive people into the store versus the online stuff because we we don't have a website that we sell off of. I don't plan on doing that. Um, I am diehard brick and mortar and uh, kind of, you know, stick to that. Yeah, that's something I've been in your SoCal store. Is that, I guess that's um, not Menifee. What is that? That's uh, Temecula? Marietta. Uh, Marietta. Marietta. Okay, in Marietta. And it is the most motocross uh, specific almost store that that I've ever been in. Maybe Chaparral's close. You know, I've been, I haven't been in a Chaparral in 20 years though. But yeah, your store, I was so impressed when I walked in there because I'm not used to seeing all these different, you know, air filters and anything you could pretty much need for a motocross bike or off road bike, you have. Yeah, we try hard to keep that stuff in stock just, you know, so people can come in and, and get whatever they need. And, and most of the time, even with um, how we treat our customers, they end up ordering stuff from us. And, and, you know, we, we, we really try to take care of them. Yeah. I love that customer service, you know, growing up in our generation, that was the main thing. Customer service was everything. The customer is always right. And some of that's been lost in the newer generation. It feels like, but not with you. Yeah, we, we definitely, I kind of remember that as a kid, you know, <laughs> walking in the stores and just looking at sticker books and, you know, yeah. drooling over all the new bikes and grabbing all the pamphlets that I could and stuff like that. And, we try to do the same thing and, you know, kind of friend a lot of our customers and we end up hanging out with them and, and have really strong relationships with them. So it's awesome. And you mentioned the word of mouth or the brand recognition from being at the amateur races and of course being at the pro races and, you know, the last couple of years having Derek Kelly and Josh Ruiz doing pretty well, honestly, Derek, Derek, got a bunch of top tens. So does that, do you have people come in the store and say, hey, I saw you at Supercross or I follow you because of, you know, Supercross or I saw you at the local track and I want to come support you? Yeah, it definitely helps with the brand recognition. I mean, the logo, I mean, it pretty stands out on the bike and it it's definitely, uh, it's definitely helped for sure. I mean, it's hard <laughs> to track all that and stuff, but I mean, you definitely have some people come in, they buy the team swag they wear it. It's, it's awesome. You know, it's this, the race inside is obviously an advertisement for the shops, but also something that's just more passion driven. Um, I really enjoy it. You know, just it's kind of like I've said before, it's like racing without the risk. I mean, financial risk, but definitely not physical risk. So no, you have to have a passion for it to start a private team like that. You have to, and it's, it's pretty cool. So is that the reason you started a race team? I mean, what was the initial thought? You know, I'm sure you have to talk to your wife about this. There's a lot of steps. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing the, the, the retail side of the stores for 
20 years now. So it was kind of time to be able to step back and I needed a reason. So the shops or sorry, the race team uh, kind of gave me that reason to, to step away from the shops a little bit, focus more on, like I said, the, the track side stuff, the amateur events, and then obviously the pro pro, pro racing. Something else that stands out about your team that I feel is pretty significant is your partnership with Mark Johnson and REP suspension. You guys, he, he was uh, 10 years or 10 years plus with WP factory Red Bull KTM as the, one of the tuners. And then he started his own company. I believe is how it worked. And you guys joined together because you had a suspension company. And I feel like that's a big part of the trackside support and the, the success of your team. Uh, most definitely. Yeah. Mark, Mark and me became super close friends and obviously business partners. And it's been crazy um, what we've kind of done in the last four years together, um, building building the company up. And then obviously just his knowledge. I mean, he's he's an engineer mentality. His, his brain works different in, in, in so many good ways. Mm-hmm. So it definitely helps with the chassis and um, the suspension a ton to make our guys comfortable. I mean it's amazing when he comes out to the track and we do test days and stuff. He, he definitely helps a lot with the, um, getting the bikes right. Now, I know you have the shop with REP and SoCal in Marietta. Is there also a department of REP in the other two facilities? Um, in Peoria. Yeah. Okay. We have one in Arizona. Um, basically our Mesa store ships everything up to Peoria. It's only an hour away. So between all the, the, the shop transferring of parts and bikes and stuff. We, uh, we just kind of do the same thing with suspension and just have one suspension shop in Arizona. That's kind of like a sub sub store. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's probably cost effective and like being an hour apart. It's not too big of a, too big of a time hassle. Yeah, exactly. How has it been over the last couple of years with the race team with personnel? Uh, it, it can be, a lot of heavy turnover sometimes with truck drivers and such. You have to find the right people to fit what you're looking for. It's a family atmosphere at AEO. You got to have mechanics that gel with the riders. How do you, how do you work with your personnel and decide who's going to be a good fit? Yeah. I mean, that's definitely been a struggle. I think a little <laughs> bit, um, we have some guys that have been with me since the beginning. Um, and my mechanics mainly, and they've been awesome. You know, they love it. they, they breathe it, eat it, you know, sleep. It's, it's crazy. I mean, we're obviously with the, being a smaller budget team, it becomes a smaller payroll. So, um, that's definitely awesome that have some guys that really care about the team, really enjoy it, are passionate about it. Um, as far as outside help, um, I, I get a lot of my guys from my stores that help. Um, they'll come in, we fly them in and, and, uh, they're, they're very helpful on the team. They just, they're same way passionate about racing and just like being a part of it. And then truck driver, man, that's probably our, (laughs) our hardest, our hardest thing so far. Um, I've drove the truck actually most of West coast supercross both seasons. And then, um, we've hired a driver for some of West coast and outdoors and, um, definitely this year was a struggle. We, we had to, we had to let one go and, um, and then we had to hire another guy just to finish out the last handful of rounds to get us through, to get the truck back. Yeah. It seems seems kind of simple to find a truck driver, but there's a lot of responsibility to that program or that position. A lot of, a lot of teams, they, they don't just drive the truck and drop it off and they're gone. You got to set up, you do, you help out throughout the day. A lot of times they cook. 
you know, and it's a long, long day, long weekend of work. So it's definitely got to be difficult to find somebody reliable. Yeah. Same thing. They got to love it. I mean, they got to love the industry, love being a part of the team and stuff, but yeah, it is, it's a lot more work than just driving the truck around. Like you said, it's, it's helping set up. It's being a part of the crew, being on the radio, um, uh, at least with us. Um, and then obviously sometimes cooking, cleaning, taking care of the rig mainly, you know, being on the road as much as we are, it's definitely hard on the the tractor and the trailer for sure. As far as your riders go, obviously Derek Kelly and Josh Marie's are the guys that have been on the team for the longest period of time. Derek's had the best results, but I think in the past, if I'm not mistaken, Austin Black was on the team at one time. I know Caden Braswell was, uh, you know, are you, how are you, how do you feel about the results that the team has gotten in two years? I feel like Derek Kelly to me has improved drastically. I am a little, I felt Josh Ruiz would be a little better, but injuries have not helped his pro- program at all. Yeah. I mean, we started, I think like kind of like when you said you thought the team was longer than it was the first year, we kind of didn't really have a team. We just helped uh, time master pull out. So the first uh, season of outdoors, we kind of helped him uh, super or sorry, super cross and outdoors. And then we just kind of gave him some bikes and some financial support. And he, kind of traveled around himself and then year two it was it started out with him austin black and Derek, and then um ty and austin got hurt so then we had to have the fill-in which was carson brown who came in and him and Derek obviously had a really good first supercross season together um had some pretty good highlights uh, and then outdoors uh we got um ty got hurt again and then we ended up parting ways Austin uh, had injuries the whole year and then uh, basically Derek and and uh, Josh finished out the first year outdoor and they they did really well I think we finished 12th and 13th in points and then uh, this year obviously Derek had a break you know pretty solid super golf season um, obviously some some down rounds but for the most part man he had some some really good results and showed Showed some big, big gains from the previous year. Um, Josh obviously struggled with injury all year. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we've actually, he's been pretty healthy and getting some decent results. And, and same with Derek towards the end of the outdoor season. But yeah, we definitely had a, a rough outdoor season <laughs> over last year for sure. So talk about what are some of the biggest challenges you've had with the team over the last two years? um definitely keeping riders healthy that's been a a tough one um obviously financially you know a lot of it is on me we keep building the team and we're growing it again next year you know our rig's going up for sale at the end of the season and uh we're going to a full uh full semi um and three riders so um that's a big thing yeah yeah we're we're keeping we're gonna try to keep up in the program and keep building this thing and and be here for a while but yeah i mean the biggest i think the biggest struggle is just personnel like obviously trying to get i need more we need more help but obviously with getting more help you need more financial support so um we do it on a pretty slim crew during the week you know i have two mechanics me and and the truck driver most of the time and, and the mechanics definitely hold the fort down during the week and then on the weekends we like I said, we fly uh, a couple guys in usually to to help all of us, you know, set up teardown and 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 be a part of it. So, with the financial support side, does uh, KTM as an OEM help out 
very much at all, or is it mostly on you? Have they had more involvement over the last couple of years? Um, they definitely help tremendously, um, you know, with support. Um, us being one of the the biggest uh, Austrian dealers in the in the world, it definitely helps. Um, also, just uh, you know, we get a lot of outside sponsor money. I got a lot of. There's a lot of logos on our bike for a reason. We got a lot of really cool people that that help us out. Um, and obviously, that's where I'm. I'm hoping this SMX thing really takes off in the TV package this year um, helps kind of everybody, especially the let's call it satellite teams. Like I am, you know, um, right off the factory level is we only, you know, could all use more financial support and, and to be able to pay the riders more, you know, that's, that's another thing is, you know, financially, a lot of these riders are riding for, for free and they get paid by bonuses or, or contingency or, you know, purse money and that's it. You know, me as the way our team has kind of worked is it's just been, um, you know, we, we have a free ride with, um, you know, some financial support, um, with bonuses and stuff like that. But, you know, hopefully we keep building to where we can actually pay these guys some, you know, some decent salaries and stuff for going out there and risking it. Yeah, they definitely, it's, it's unfortunate, unfortunate the way our industry is kind of set up where, it's very top heavy, and I, a few questions from that. What I was, I, we're jumping ahead now, I guess, but you touched on yeah. it. Is I was wondering what your five year plan is, what you wanted to see AEO Power Sports be, uh, the racing team side, and I, that sounds like that's a big part of it. Is just, uh, yeah, more more income, paying the riders more, and more success. I would assume. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that that obviously <laughs> is ideal, but we also are kind of aligning with. Um, the the three manufacturer of the KTM Gas Gas and and Husky are all kind of under one roof. Um, we are also this year kind of I wouldn't say changing direction a little bit, but we're kind of aligning with them a little bit more in the fact that we're kind of being uh, more of a development team. So wow. we're taking some of their riders um, either they step down to us to rebuild, or we bring them up from amateurs if there's not a spot on the on the pro team for them and give them a year or two with us, um, to kind of build and then potentially, you know, get brought up or, or just stick with me if, if they're happy, you know? Oh yeah. That should be really good. I like that. Yeah. yeah. So that sounds cool. Um, okay. A couple more questions for you. Let's talk about some highlights. What are a couple of moments race related or even non race related, maybe just hanging out in the pits that are a couple of highlights of the two years as a race team. Uh, I'd have to say, obviously, the first year, um, the first round at A1 um, was awesome. You know, the, you know, we had the rig set up, dialed, just being there um, and, and making it all happen. Kind of, I think it was, you know, it's a thought until it actually became reality. Um, other things were obviously, I think Carson's top, I think we got a top five last year. Um, and I, I want to say it was A3 with Carson, um, Brown, that was a pretty big highlight. And then I, Derek's, um, Phoenix this year. So hometown, um, hometown race, um, and Derek obviously crushed it. Um, you know, I think we got, uh, it was a triple crown. So I think he got a top five, one of the motos. And then I think we ended up sixth or seventh overall. I can't remember. Yeah. I think it was seventh, but yeah, that was a good weekend for you guys for sure. Um, yeah. So this far into it, has it gone better than you anticipated when you first started the team or is it about where you thought it would be? 
Um, I think definitely the first year uh, it was better than I thought. This year has kind of been a little flat in the mm-hmm. fact that, like I said, the outdoor season was a little rough on us. Like the whole team, it was just a long season. Um, like I said, with truck driver issues, uh, rig issues, every, you know, we just, we ran into a lot of, uh, issues that we had to work through and that's just part of it. Um, but I definitely think this next year, a lot of people are going to be surprised with what we come out of the box with. We're definitely building. Um, I, I know I've, I've heard, I've heard, I don't have Twitter, but I keep hearing everybody's tweeting who our team is next year. And, um, it's, it's going to be a pretty solid program. I'm pretty excited about, um, what we have in store for next season. Yeah. I've heard some rumors and I know you can't obviously uh, spill the beans just yet, but what can you tell us? I mean, we're expanding. What's, what can you tell us specifically? Anything? Um, I mean, it's, I mean, we definitely, I mean, the rumors are, are pretty true, <laughs> you know, <laughs> okay. like, I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to stay here and lie about it. Everybody kind of knows, um, Talon Hawkins is coming over from Husky. Um, we're excited about that. I worked with Talon, um, before he signed his, uh, Husky deal or, uh, amateur Husky deal. Um, so we have some history, which is awesome. I love the family. I think it's going to be a great environment for him to really, you know, tune, tune into his, his full potential. And then, uh, obviously we're re-signing Derek. Um, but the difference with Derek is he'll be 250 West coast and then we're going to go 450 outdoor with him. Oh, nice. So that's going to be pretty fun. I think Derek is a big boy, yes, and, you know, 180, 180 pounds on the TVDF outdoor. I, I think that was a big struggle for us this year. Um, especially with most of these kids, 140, 150 pounds on these bikes. Um, and then obviously, um, we're by the looks of it, uh, we'll have Ryder McNabb, um, doing supercross futures with us and, uh, two for the outdoor. I did not, I did not think you were going to actually say that. Yeah. Yeah. He's on my, he's on the, uh, the podcast Wednesday night, which this will probably come out after that. So it'd be a little late, but I'm going to ask him that on the show. We'll see what he says. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's not, it's not a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's definitely pretty, I mean, it's pretty positive and it's great. Yeah. I mean, the talks are there and it, it seems pretty exciting and, um, I'm, I'm excited about it. Like obviously going back to three guys, like we did the first year, never really raced with three guys cause somebody was always hurt, but um, going to a full rig, three guys, uh, it's, it's going to be a fun, fun, interesting year for sure. Yeah. That's so. a huge, I feel like that's just a huge step uh, from 23 to 24. That's going to be very enjoyable to watch. And I, I can't wait to, to see it. I'm going to close this thing out with, the 24 plans was supposed to be my final question, but we got a little out of order, but with as busy as this is and as much time as it takes to go to the races and do what you're doing, how do you balance your professional life and your personal life? <laughs> you told me earlier in our text, like you had to, to schedule this and you had to ask your wife cause she runs things. So yeah. 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 Um, yeah, honestly, it's been a, it's been a struggle. Like, uh, we've, you know, the last five years have been tough because I opened up Marietta and my family lives in Arizona. So I spent the first year and a half pretty much full time out there and, um, getting that store up and going. And then obviously through, co- you know, through COVID, which kicked our ass at first, but then got uncontrollably busy. Um, 
And then obviously starting the race team and that whole process, which then added more time away from home. And it definitely, she loves the race team. She knows I love it and she actually gets to enjoy it quite a bit. She gets to travel around with me, um, you know, to a handful of the races a year and go to places she's never been and, and stuff like that. So that's super fun for us, but definitely being on the road, you know, a third of the time with the team and then a, th- a third in California and a, pretty much a third at home is, is definitely been tough. And I got, I got two little girls. So mm. yeah, that's not easy, yeah. man, but you got a, you got a strong family. It sounds like, and that's, that's yeah. good. Congrats to you for the, on that one. Thank you. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, it's, it's definitely been a struggle, but we're working through it. And, and uh, like I said, the biggest thing is, trying to back away from the the shops more. I've got some really good guys at all my locations that are, have stepped up and are really, you know, kind of running them for me so I can, uh, I'm allowed to do the race team stuff and then be home a little bit more. And, and so it's kind of shifting away from an even divide to where I'm, I'm trying to be home more often and, and with the race team more. So. That's great, man. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad everything's working out well. And I, I love teams like yours that show up and support the sport and, you add to the racing. Those guys, guys like Derek Kelly and Talon Hawkins and Josh Varese, they all they need support, and you're there to do it. And we need teams like you. So I hope you guys stick around, and I appreciate your time tonight. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, Thank we'll, you. Yeah, we'll see you this weekend in Charlotte. All right, buddy. All right. See you there. Thanks, man. See you. Bye.